The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Hey guys, Maria Menunos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, After Buzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! We are getting our Rocky on today. Because, how do you dance to this? I don't know, I feel like it's just like a little head nod. Maybe like a little shake. Is they like, do? No, but like, ooh, I'm a champion, you're the winner. <laughs> Beyond the Mat, we're talking about Supernatural today. Beyond the Mat, season 11, episode 15 of Supernatural. This week's episode was all about wrestling, and mm-hmm. Dean has been a huge fan of it. My name is Lindsay Wagner. You guys can find me on Twitter at Lindsay Wagner. And I'm joined today by Katie Campbell. Hi, guys. You can find me on Twitter at Katie E.E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's Campbell. We got the OG crew in town today (laughs) doing the show for you guys. I'm so sorry that we're not able to keep up with you guys on the chat. It's really hard to, like, know what's going on and try and talk to you, too. But I promise to try. So we will do our very, very, very best. Thank you so much for joining us and giving us your feedback and comments. I do love hearing them and love reading them. And we do try to comment back on YouTube and let you guys know what we're thinking. Appreciate your opinions and your suggestions and predictions, all of those things. So make sure you are using that hashtag, ABTV, Supernatural, so you can talk to us so we know what you're chatting about, what you're thinking on all things social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Rate us five stars on iTunes so that we can keep this fabulous show going. Katie, what did you think of the episode today? You know, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed watching the boys have fun for a moment before we had to get into the work anyway. 
and I I loved Dean, you know, really getting into the wrestling and we had some really funny moments in this episode, but I also felt like it wasn't my favorite episode. I mean, we got some movement towards the big storyline, but we didn't get a ton of that. It wasn't my favorite. It was cute. It had great moments. I don't know. It wasn't my favorite. I agree. I, I liked the episode. I thought the scenes with Dean um, in the actual, like, wrestling uh, ring, ring were hilarious. And his <laughs> excitement about at the funeral seeing all the wrestlers that he knew was great. But it wasn't my favorite episode. Uh yeah, I liked the mention of, you know, the memories they had with their dad going to these things. I like that. And we got a little bit of a, the boys in their past with their father. But it just didn't feel like a huge episode. We did get some really, really interesting information from the Crowley and Cassifer storyline. It was just more of a reassurance that, yeah, these hands of God only have one-time use. We're finding that out with last week. It was, what was the thing last week? What was it called? Do you the remember? Ha- the hand of God? The hand of God, but what was that? The, the Ark of the Covenant. Right. Uh, oh, we God. had last week. So let's talk about this episode. Yeah. Uh, we have the hangman uh, versus the Miz, who I, I called the Miz, but his name was Sean Harley. He's actually like a wrestler. He was on like World Rules and Real World back in the day. I don't know if you recognized him or not. I didn't, but. He might be too young for that. <laughs> I remember it. I remember it. <laughs> you remember it. The Miz, Mike The Miz? No, I don't remember that. Okay. I remember Real World World Rules Challenge. Okay. <clears throat> he was one of the guys on there. Okay. And he does like wrestling and stuff. Uh, I had an audition last week with one a different wrestler for this pilot, um, and they, they were two guys that worked together. Anyway, uh, he's a little bit, Harley's a little bit upset because the hangman almost killed him using his hangman's noose. Yeah, I thought um, he was going to die right there. Yeah, and it's it's definitely like the older versus the younger. The guys that have been around for a while versus the newbies. And I think in any job that you work in, there's a little bit of that. There's a little bit of competition between the veterans and the new people. And in any competition show you see that, on, especially on MTV, yeah. they always make that a big part of it. Um, and uh, so we get uh, Sam and Dean talking. They're going to go to this funeral because it is something that Dean used to do with John. And they remember watching. He remembers watching wrestling. Uh, they question whether or not Cass wants to be saved. You know, I think at this point maybe he does because he saw that Lucifer... I don't know. He's got his own agenda. Maybe he wants to take out the darkness, yes, but he's got something else he's doing as well. You th- do you think that Cass is strong enough inside of Lucifer to want to kill the darkness this way and then expel him? Or I don't know if he could do that. I'm a little worried about I mean, I think we're going to need the boys' help to expel Lucifer eventually. I, I thought it was a really interesting point that they made asking if Cass would want to be saved. And I think at the end of the day, of course he does. He doesn't right. want to be, he doesn't want Lucifer using him as his vessel. Yeah, wreaking havoc. Yeah. That <laughs> doesn't, yeah. So um, they have no leads anywhere else, so they decide to go to this uh, funeral. But we see that Cassifer is in hell. He's reading reports. He wants to find the hand of God, another hand of God. He still is ruling over Crowley uh, as the minions all look on and, and watch this happening. 
And uh, he actually makes Crowley stop cleaning the floor with the toothbrush, <sighs> but instead use his tongue. I don't like seeing Crowley like this. I feel bad for him. Being like his little... Yeah, it was funny at first, but now I'm, I'm, I'm over it, and I wanted Crowley to rise up and, you know, rise against Lucifer. And I'm glad that's where they're taking the story, because I'm, I'm over just seeing him be this pet, the dog. I agree. I, I, as much as we love Crowley and know how powerful he is, to see him being taken over by somebody just doesn't seem right. Yeah. I don't quite know how he's been able to do that and have the, all the minions following him around and being on his side versus Crowley's side. I don't know why they would all of a sudden... What has Cassifer promised them that Crowley hasn't? Well, you know, I think that we've been seeing it for some time, too, with the little minions that they don't really think Crowley's in charge and that he's just kind of hanging out with the Winchester boys and he okay. goes to their call. Whenever they call, he's there and helping them. And I think that they want... A, a real leader and ruler and they just feel like Crowley's not that right now so when Lucifer comes in and he acts like that they're gonna join his side you know they're demons they're in hell because he's actually exuding power yeah I think that's what they want is a leader but I don't know he's a little scary he's a little scary uh, so we get to the funeral and Dean is a little bit starstruck over all of these wrestlers and uh, he's talking to Gunnar Lawless, who is the hangman. Oh, no, he's no, not the hangman. Yeah. The hangman actually got hung in the mm-hmm. locker room. Uh, so that was the death that they were uh, they were investigating and coming to the funeral for. Uh, he's talking to Gunnar Lawless. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're trying to figure out whether this was a suicide, whether it was a murder. Um, Sam's talking to Rio, who he actually had a picture of her hanging a poster hanging and she makes a comment about that which he denies of course you're not going to say that I'm not going to tell John Stamos if I ever meet him yeah I had a picture of you as Uncle Jesse <laughs> hanging on my closet door that I used to kiss before bed Good night. you know what he might watch this and now he knows now he knows John Stamos if you're watching <laughs> I did have a picture of you poster of you and Michelle Tanner on my wall and I would kiss it before bed every night it's okay it's, you know <laughs> we're young it's like Teen Bop did you guys have Teen Bop do you remember that magazine? Yeah. Okay. That was like a good... That Wait. was my cousin's era. Yeah, Teen She's Bob. a little bit older than me, but but yeah. Okay. <laughs> Continuing on with the actual show. They decide they're going to go to the Encore match. Tickets are only selling for $25. It's gone way down. And it's kind of disappointing when you think about as a kid and you see something on TV and you're really excited about it and you believe it's real to have it all that magic kind of taken away knowing that these guys are only getting paid $25 a show to do this, to put their lives on the line, their health, you know, their bodies on the line. It is rough on them, essentially. If they love it, though. I mean, I feel like when you get older, there's a little bit of that in everything. The magic, you know, might leave a little bit because things get real, and I don't know. I think... I I wasn't really shocked by that. We've got uh, the Hellraiser versus Gunner, um, and uh, this bookie looks like he gives Gunner something. Um, His dealer... You know, another thing I felt about this episode was that it was very predictable. Sometimes with these cases with the boys, I'm wondering, oh, who is it? And I might think I know, and then I'm wrong. You you know, sometimes I'm surprised, but today I just knew 
It's going to be something with Gunnar Lawless because Dean loves him and he's a huge fan and he's just going to be, you know, shocked all the way around that Gunnar's got some kind of a deal going on. And I knew when it looked like it was some drugs or something that he was taking from this guy and immediately I'm like, oh, he totally made a deal with a demon. That's a demon. I just knew it. Nice. I knew it. I was not thinking that it could be possibly because I'm still sick. But I've got to sign his infection. Um, but I didn't, I actually didn't, I was like, what is he doing? Is he, I thought that it was like drugs, you know, like how when athletes get older and stuff, they right. get like the shots, the, is it cortisone or cortisol shots yeah. to like help with like aches and joint pain and stuff to help them kind of get through the football game or whatever it is or the basketball game. So I actually thought that it was something to help him get through the match without really? actually physically hurting himself. That's what I was thinking. Oh, Anybody I, else out there thinking that? I'm trying to like check on the live chat. You guys were all sad. I saw about um, Crowley. You feel bad for Crowley. So you obviously are on Katie's side and I side because we all feel bad for Crowley. Um, hi, John Joe. Hi. Uh, okay, so um, they uh, he uh, Gunner comes out and Dean is so excited because he knows that he usually gives this glove. To somebody, and he's so excited. He thinks it's going to come to him, and of course, this dad and little boy have sat down behind him, and Gunner gives it to the little boy sitting behind them. And Dean doesn't really want to show that he's upset by this, but we know. Oh, but that it's he is. written all over his face. <laughs> he's so disappointed. <laughs> um, and uh, the dad goes to the bathroom and walks outside and ends up getting killed. Uh, yeah. Just everything in this episode to me was just I knew what was happening. But here's my question, because we do know that he's killed, and we, we do find out that later on Gunner's a little bit a part of this. Was it the demon that killed the dad? Because Gunner was in the match. Right? I think at that point he might have won, right? I didn't know the match was over. Did I miss that? I didn't know the match was over. So uh, they do note that the body has been marked, and it seems very ritualistic. Um... We see Dean playing around in the ring, and Rio kind of catches him. And uh, she mentions that the tour might be cursed because in every city, something keeps happening. Yeah. Somebody dies. Well, uh, she she mentioned that in one city, the janitor found a body. But then we learn later that it's not necessarily at the venue. It's just like that night, maybe later on. Mm -hmm. But... In every single case, at every city, they have this mark on them. Mm -hmm. So it's all connected somehow. And they do know that they found a body. That, uh, was it the custodian or one of the cleanup guys found, one of the crew members found a body in the last place. So they know this is following them around. Something mm -hmm. is, we have to know it's part of either the, it can't be a part of the crew because the crew is local hires. So it has to be a part of the actual wrestlers. The ones that are traveling. Or herself. Right. Uh we uh, we come back to Crowley, who is being freed by a minion, who we uh, we found out her name is Simmons. I liked her. You did? She's been in the last couple episodes, I think. I um, found and it, she finally got lines on this one, so I was stoked for her. I found it very surprising, though, that she would all of a sudden flip-flop when she just insulted Crowley last episode. And I just was wondering, why would she... I thought because she knew... Crowley would take better care of her than Cassifer would. That's what I thought. I I didn't expect it. I, once again, I'm going to blame my sinus infection that I was just not all there. Um, because I was not noticing these things. I'm like, yeah, she's helping Crowley. Yay, go Crowley. 
I just, something was you off knew about it. it. She can't be flip-flopping that fast like that. Uh, uh, she says that they want Crowley back and Lucifer gone. Gives him a little pep talk. Uh, I, I liked her pep talk, though, because <clears throat> I felt that way, too. I wanted him to get up and do something. You know, yeah. there's there has to be something that you can do. I'm tired of him sitting there like that. Sitting there like a little pet, like a yeah. little dog slave. Uh, so they do end up leaving um, the hell area. Uh, and they kill two demons on the way. Simmons and Crowley leave. Uh, and we see the boys at the bar with... Or Dean has gone to the bar with, to meet up with Gunner and kind of see what the other wrestlers are up to. And they're kind of comparing battle scars. You know, he says, you know, this is something happened. And he's like, yeah, I got this on my... Dean says he's got something on his leg. And they're kind of bonding a little bit. And it was funny because Dean was saying, you know, it's... There's bad things that happen with this stuff. And Gunner was kind of reassuring him, like, yeah, you know, it's not very glamorous. This guy attacked me. I was knifed outside of a venue years ago in 92 or something. So it's not glamorous. And I think that that's something for Dean to see because he also says keep grinding you know no matter what comes in your way and that's just a nice little kind of reminder for Dean oh yeah we have to fight the darkness we've got to go after this uh they always he always gets back up Mm -hmm. he's a top-notch the top-notch tour every stop someone ends up dead there's a mark on each body and Sam finds out that it's Sumerian which means pluck the spark of life and they're wondering if this is souls if this is satanic uh, they know it obviously has something to do with the demon. Could it be part of the darkness? Mm. Uh, in Fort Worth, Fort Worth, there was a kind of beef between Gunner and Harley. And so <laughs> Harley kind of gets mad at Gunner, takes a swing at him. And uh, they took away his opportunity to wrestle that time. So Harley's kind of wants some sort of revenge. You know, Rio pulls him away, says you know, work it, sleep it off, you've been drinking all night, like, go. Yeah. So Dean uh, checks with Gunner, pours a little holy water in there, figures out he's not a demon. He checks and, with everybody in the And bar. he does, find, yeah, he goes and he checks with every single, uh, you know, wrestler. Because Sam comes in and finds Dean asleep <laughs> on a bench, and Dean just is feeling hungover, and like maybe even crap. still drunk or something. Still drunk, but he has tested every single person. <laughs> tequila shots and holy water, and he goes in Rio. Pretty much, I'll drink everyone. Yeah, what? But he tested every single person except, except Harley for Harley. Uh, and uh, he's really hurt and bad. I wrote LOL with Dean feeling so sick, <laughs> and uh, they go to find Harley, and Harley's room is. His hotel room is a mess, and he isn't there. And um, at 107, they see Harley goes to his room. Then he's taken away in a van, and Gunner has pulled him into this van. He's knocked out. He's tied up and bloody in a room now. And it's a demon with Gunner, Duke, who wants Harley's soul and service. Basically a favor to kill someone along the way and I loved Harley's response the Miz's response that if you're a demon and you're from hell that means that heaven exists and I am not willing to give up my shot at paradise to help you I loved that what did you think of that yeah it's nice to see that 
you know, if if I was in that position too, I'd be like, I'm not making a deal with a demon. I mean, you're kind of signing your own death sentence there. If you're not going to go along with the demon, I think the demon's going to want to kill you. But I liked seeing him like that. He's not. He doesn't want the fame that bad. Because then we do learn that just because you're making a deal with a demon doesn't mean you get everything you want or had planned in your head. You know, we see that Gunner later on, I think he tells Dean, I only was on top, or, you know, Dean knew this, he's only on top for a week. Exactly. So that's he didn't get how can a you lifetime s- of fame. How can you sell your soul for a week long title? But he didn't know that. He didn't. And mm-hmm. that's why you should never make a deal with a demon, because you don't know there's always some kind of, yeah, sure, I'll give you what you want, but you can have it for just a short amount of time, maybe. Or, you know, there's always a consequence. Mm-hmm. There's always a consequence. And this stuff wears off. It doesn't last forever. Besides the other consequences of him be- sitting there killing people for this demon. Exactly. So he doesn't give up. He's not going to give up his shot at paradise for hell. And he's smart. He's smart. And this Duke demon guy severs his Achilles tendon and tells him that his career is over and that Gunner needs to finish him off. And I, he did it. I've, uh, I was sad. I, but I didn't. I expected this whole thing. I wasn't shocked when I saw Gunner taking him and, and killing him. As long as he kept doing that, would that keep off the Hellhounds? Yeah. Or is it just ten years? No, keep off. As long as, as long as he keeps killing people, the Hellhounds will stay yeah. away, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so we get back to Crowley and Simmons. He's dressed for success back in typical Crowley fashion in his suit. And he tells Simmons about the Rod of Aaron, which was created on the sixth day. He's the Aaron is the brother of Moses. And this is another hand of God that he has in his power. Uh, and we see Cassifer show up. Now, my question, because... It sounded like Mark Pellegrino when Cassifer came in. Do you think that they used Mark Pellegrino's did a voiceover for that and then they went to uh, Misha Collins? Or do you think that Misha Collins is that insanely talented, which I don't doubt that he is. I believe he is. He was able to completely inflection and tone sound just like Mark Pellegrino. I think it was Misha Collins just being that good because we've seen him... I think he just portrays this whole Lucifer thing amazingly, so I don't doubt it for a second that it was him. I'm so impressed every single time. I just, I love him being Cassifer, and I keep seeing you guys all on the feed saying that Cass, Cassifer, Misha Collins is incredibly talented, and we know that. He is amazing, and he's been playing this role so perfectly as Mark Pellegrino plays Lucifer but still has a little bit of the cast mannerisms in him. Um, so, Cassifer uh, does show up, and uh, we find out that Simmons has double-crossed Crowley. Knew it. I mean, I just it, it wasn't a shock. Because why would she flip-flop? The only thing I was surprised about, maybe, was that Crowley might have known. How did he get the rod out? I mean, it might have been in a moment when when Cassifer comes in and says whatever he said that he, Crowley pulled it out because the attention was drawn towards that. Okay. That's the only thing I can think of how he got it out of the box without 
Any yeah, of but us he was looking at it. him the entire time. So how did he pull it out of the box while he was looking at him? Maybe it wasn't in the box. Maybe it was. Maybe it was outside, but that was where it would normally be stored. But you can't touch it, and as soon as you touch it, the power. Yeah. So at some point, I mean, that's the first time he touched it. Yeah. That's or maybe so, you can. He, maybe you can hold it, but until you like focus on. The yeah, but power. remember, you can't put... I mean, granted, Crowley is the king of hell. He's a demon, but you can't put human hands on it. Mm-hmm. So, because then that would activate the power. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm wondering, do you think Crowley knew that she was double-crossing him? Because he says... He, he says later on that he was the king of double-crossing. He perfected double-crossing. So was he aware the entire time, you think? Or do you think he was just saying that to kind of put that out there? Like, oh, I knew it, even though maybe he didn't. Let's let's continue with that. We'll, we'll go back to um, Gunner and Harley and Sam and Dean. Uh, so we find out that, obviously, Simmons has led Cassifer to Crowley's lair, where he's kept all these things. Um, and as soon as we see that, as soon as... He Cassifer opens that box and sees that it's gone, and the focus comes back to Crowley, and he's got the rod in his hand. We do see the power go completely through him into his face and everything, and that was crazy. This shows you what it feels like to be God, or so he says, for a moment, a moment in time, and Crowley's about to kill Cassifer, and Simmons jumps right in front of this like. She's blindly loyal to Lucifer. She is. But, you know, another thing you think about with Simmons is why would she just all of a sudden flip-flop, number one. Number two, why would she just go help Crowley? We see how powerful Lucifer is and how everybody just listens to him. And he's, I don't know, he's he's kind of, he's scary. So why would she not knowing what Crowley could do at this point? Because Crowley's just been sitting there taking it, whether he's got an ace up his ace up his sleeve or not. He's just sitting there right now. So how, for her own sake, wouldn't she be terrified to rise up against Lucifer anyway? She's going to die no matter what, one way or another. And yeah. I noticed that Brandy agrees with you that she's like, you know, she thought that Crowley knew he was being set up the entire time and was mm. prepared for this. It's unfortunate that these hands of God can only be used. Maybe it's not unfortunate. Maybe it is a good thing that they can only be used once. But this is something new that was introduced just last episode. And what did they say? There were six of them. Did they put a number on it? I thought they said that there were six of them. I maybe I'm maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe I'm confusing number. that with the sixth day. Yeah, it was or, the sixth day that that's but, when this rod was made and given to Abraham, Moses' brother. I thought last week when they were talking about it, they said there were six that they could go and find. The Ark of the Covenant was one, and they have to go find some other ones that were touched mm. by God. I don't exactly remember. If you guys know at home, let us know. Let us know. Um, so. Uh, Simmons is killed slash vanishes into thin air, dis- dissipates and disappears. Uh, there is no more power in the rod of Aaron. It is completely out of juice. Uh, Casper gets up, hits Crowley, and that's that's that for right now, temporarily. I'm assuming Crowley back in... Do you think Crowley's going to be back in Lucifer's custody, or do you think they're going to separate ways right now and just... I think they're going to say... I think he kind of banished himself away, Crowley did, 
and Lucifer was like, where did he go, type of thing. And I hope that he's away from Lucifer's captivity because I don't want to see that anymore. I want to see Crowley stand up, whether he's going to find the help of the boys, whatever, or do something himself, or he's got other aces up his sleeve. I want to see him take him on. I want to see him take him on. And I think I think this is going to be part of predictions. Hold on. Pause for that. Okay, so we've got the uh, markings now on Harley. He's been completely marked up by Gunner. Mm-hmm. Sam and Dean, uh, Gunner had to, based on Duke being this demon, telling him he, have, he has to. Uh, Sam and Dean come in, and Duke shows them that he is a demon, sends them reeling into the wall, and Duke tells Gunner to kill the boys. And Gunner is... Is, is gonna do it. He starts punching Dean and he explains why he sold his soul because he wanted a shot at the belt 10 years ago and they talk about the fact that this was very, very short-lived but it was what he was wanted at the time. He was young and dumb. He yeah. didn't know. And I think part of this is all... There was a little bit of a bond, like you said earlier, between Dean and Gunner and talking about you need to keep going, you need to keep fighting, you can't stop. Yeah, and it's sad because Gunner kind of accepted his fate, although I felt like I knew he was going to allow whatever was going to come to him in the end happen because he, at this point, he's killed a lot of people. So he's not very happy with himself, but he just felt like he had to do it. There's no other choice. There's a demon on his back. I just think he was sad. I agree, though, that, you know, Dean was able to come to him and say, you still have time to be a good person. Mm-hmm. There's always time to be a good person and change your mind and do what's right and follow the path. But he and, questioned that. But he questioned that. Well, and they all do because look at what they've done. They've come back from hell. They've, you know, all of the things that Sam and Dean have done for the good of mankind. And they still sometimes have to do bad and they have done bad and there are people that wouldn't forgive them for the things they do. And I know a lot of it. Sometimes we see on YouTube people saying they're so frustrated with Sam and Dean for hurting innocent people. But at the end of the day, it's for the greater good. And they do more good than bad. They save more than they right. kill, right. hopefully. Uh, so Gunner is, or Duke is about to kill Sam. And Gunner comes in, kills him. He knows that now he understands what the hellhounds sound like. He says he hates himself when he looks in the mirror. That, yeah, you what could a, tell. I mean... He feels bad. He feels genuinely guilty. Right? Yeah. So he's accepting his own fate, but he's also stopping the killing, which maybe he should have done this a long time ago, stood up to that demon. He should have. Mm-hmm. But then these hellhounds would have come sooner. And he wouldn't have been able to live out his life and realize, wow, I need to sacrifice myself. Kind of the way the boys have done. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys for saying that there was no actually number specified. Uh, that was Kimberly. Thank you, Kimberly, for letting us know that. Uh, you guys are saying this reminds you of season eight. Uh, you want to see Crowley versus Lucifer. I think we all do. We want to see a smackdown. We want to see that big fight coming up. Uh, so we do get... Uh, Sam and Dean leave Gunner to take on the Hellhounds by himself. Sam and Dean are back at the bunker. And Dean kind of feels bad for Gunner, saying he didn't deserve that death. 
uh, and he was a good guy and they need to keep they need to keep grinding you know they will get cast back they'll ice the devil they'll shank the darkness and they will win they will persevere I liked that moment. That might have been my favorite part of the entire episode. I just, I love them being so confident in, in beating, or Dean, you know, he's saying being confident in beating the darkness, and, and he wants to, and they are working together, and I think we've seen a lot this season, which is great, because I've always, we always want to see that. We always want to see them telling each other the truth, and, you know, not hiding it from each other, because that can cause problems later on, and I just, I love seeing them being together on the same page you know they're they're they have their doubts yes i mean we've seen dean admit recently that he doesn't think he can for some reason he's connected with mamara he can't kill her but he's willing to try he wants to do everything he wants to stand with his brother they 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 are inseparable their bond is unbreakable and they're going to go in and do this and fight the darkness. And if Dean can't do it, Sam's going to do it. But they're going to figure out a way to kill the darkness and stop this. And I hope we get to see major beatdown between, or major fight between Lucifer and Crowley. And like I said, you guys, I really am worried. I think that we are going to lose a big character. And hopefully it's Lucifer. But I'm worried it could be Cass. Yeah. Next week we see that they are in a cabin. The darkness is out there. The world is gonna burn. There are children hiding under the bed. There are oh, it looks old scary. Ghosts, scary episode. And uh, I can't wait. Crowley's standing there, and Sam and Dean show up. So are they gonna be working together? Cassifer is like trying to take over. Let's talk about some predictions. Okay. Let's get some predictions. And I know that you guys are saying that. Uh, I want to know, first off, if you guys on the chat, I'm going to try and keep an eye on this. Do you guys think that Chuck is God? I've seen a lot of people posting on YouTube about that. A lot of people are saying it. They're saying, somebody said that Mark uh, Kripke, right? It's Mark Kripke? Had said, Kevin? I Sorry, lost in my words right now. Had said at uh, one of the conventions a couple weeks ago that Chuck is God. And it is yeah. on Wikipedia. Don't know if we should trust that or not. But people are saying that. Do you guys think Chuck is God? Do you, Katie, do you think Chuck is God? I do. And I see you a do. lot of people. I mean, we've, you know, heard it for a long time for the last, the whole season, really, that we think and everybody at home thinks that he's going to come back at some point and appear maybe in the season finale. But he, he has to come back. I mean, this is the darkness. Is The darkness is his sister. There has to be some kind of God coming into play and help. I think it would be interesting to see Chuck as God, but I feel like it's an even bigger entity and being. It can't be Chuck. It has to be someone more powerful and more all-knowing and more mature. But I could be completely wrong. I think it's him. You think it's him. What are we what are we getting in the live chat? Any Chuck predictions? Is God. Chuck is God. I know you guys are a lot of you are saying that God went on a long vacation. Uh, uh, and they do someone even said they do save more of an sacrifice. So thank you for saying that. I agree too. That was Episode twenty. Kimberly. Episode twenty is supposed Robana. to be the revelation of uh of God. Uh they said your name. Hi, Kimberly. Um okay. Any predictions for the rest uh, for next week or the rest of this season? Since we're going to actually have a little break until March 23rd, where it's almost a month. 
of no supernatural. It is a month. Sad face. Four weeks. Yeah, I- <laughs> yeah thank you. I think... Thank you, my booth friend. I'm so excited for the ghost children, the creepiness of the next episode. It looks fun. It looks crazy. And it almost looks like in the very beginning with the lines, what were you calling them? Grombies? Mm-hmm. It almost looks like the, the lines was reminding me of Ooh. that whole situation. So are we going to get any more of that? I don't know. But I'm nervous about this whole Amara thing. I do think that Crowley will team up with the boys. I want Crowley to stand up to Lucifer and it's just frustrating because we might need Lucifer to defeat the darkness, but regardless he has his own agenda. We don't know what it is, but he has his own thing going on. Even if he does want to kill Amara, he's got something planned, so it's like extra tough to fight Amara when we're trying to also battle Lucifer slash maybe he'll help us a little bit, but I do think that it is going to take Lucifer to help kill the darkness. Yeah. I do think that, that it's going to be a team effort against Amara. And we are going to need God, whether it's Chuck or somebody else, to join in the fight to get mm-hmm. rid of her. Uh, I certainly... Next week's episode, or next month's episode, uh, looks really interesting. And I think whenever they come back from a break, they usually hit you with a really, really big... Yeah, I'm ready. Big part of the story. And that's episode 16, so there's only, what, six or seven more episodes, right? There's only 23 episodes in a season. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's we're, we're getting to the end of the season. We're two-thirds of the way through. So something big is going to happen, and I we're going to see Amara for sure. Uh, and I'm hoping we figure out how, because we do see Crowley and Sam and Dean walking in to meet with Crowley, so maybe this is them teaming up to figure out what to do with Cassifer. Because now Crowley's pissed. Yeah. Wants to get rid of him. So how can the boys work together to save Cass and get rid of Lucifer? And if it is important to keep Lucifer around to get rid of the darkness or not. And how else do we find out what is another hand of God? Like, they're, they say they're doing their research on it, but what are you researching? I don't know how you find that. I mean, they came up with this rod of Aaron, which, once again, when they talk about this stuff, the Ark of the Covenant, all of his stuff being Catholic, comes back and makes sense. Yeah. So this number could be infinite. How many things has God touched? A ton. They could somehow discover maybe Adam's rib that turned into Eve and that could be part of it they discover this bone that could I mean who knows the possibilities are endless did God create these things too knowing that this could be a weapon just in case the darkness was to ever get out that's where I think when God comes into play he will give us the answer to that and to why these exist because that is a very powerful force Is it more powerful than the darkness? Can these hands of God defeat the darkness? And does that potentially mean that the darkness has some sort of other things out there that could defeat God? Is she trying to defeat God or is she just trying to rid the world? I don't know because I think she's kind of fascinated with creation itself. We don't know what her whole plan is. I think she's maybe finding it out for herself because she's been gone for so long and she was banished a long time ago. So there's so much for her to take in at this point. She's never seen the creation. Now she is. So maybe she's learning what she wants. 
And maybe it has changed. She first came out. She thought she's upset with God because he defeated her earlier, put her, locked her away. But maybe now she's got a new set of plans. I don't know. It was, even though it wasn't our favorite episode, it was, it was an interesting episode. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this Cassifer and, Lu- and Crowley thing is just going to be... Is going to get bigger and better as the next episode comes on March 23rd. We will see you guys then. Katie, where can they find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at Katie E. Campbell. That's Katie with three E's. Campbell, Instagram at Katie Campbell 13 and YouTube.com slash Katie Campbell online. I have a vlog and I'll be putting out videos soon. But in the meantime, tweet me about Supernatural because it's going to be a long time <laughs> until we get the next episode. I'm Lindsay Wagner here. You guys can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lindsay Wagner. That's L-Y-N-D-S-E-Y-W-E-G-N-E-R or my blog, lindsaywagner.blogspot.com. I just posted recently about Lisa Berry and Elena Huffman, Catherine Newton, and Kim Rhodes all being here with us at Supernatural. So check it out. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll see you next month on Wednesday, uh, March 23rd. We'll see you guys Thursday at 1230. Bye. Bye. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 